There he goes. One of God's own prototypes. A high-powered mutant of some kind never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live, and too rare to die. Welcome to episode 78 of the Digital Freemason Podcast for the week of February 25th, 2008. I'm your host, Scott, and I'll be taking along my excellent adventures to the world of short Masonic educational papers. So this one actually comes from the... Uh, Oh, where is it here? The uh, Conference of Grand Masters that was held just uh, about a year ago in Portland, Oregon. And uh, comes from the uh, Most Worshipful Brother Vern Wirtz, who was the past Grand Master of uh, the Grand Lodge of Oregon. And it talks about uh, leadership and how it can be done within the Lodge. But, you know, this is something that's applicable, as he says, not only to Grand Masters, but to everybody. And as well, I think there's a lot of it that can be applied towards our daily lives. As, uh, as we progress through all the things that is that we're doing. So I won't prattle on too much more about this, and we'll just get started right into it. There are those that believe we have entered the last age of man. That's because we, unquestionably, have the capability of destroying every living thing on earth, and we can do so in a multitude of ways. Of great concern is the fact that every day it seems more and more likely that some fanatic will light the fuse of total destruction. And what should we do about this? I believe there is only one answer. We should take the lamp of truth and walk amongst our neighbors. We should continue to search for those good men who obey God and serve his children. We should look for men with fire in their hearts and wings on their feet who will show other good men the pathway of brotherly love that we call Freemasonry. We must, each one of us, continue to lead in the advancement of our gentle craft. Most of you in this room are leaders, and what is truly important is that you are leaders by election. So, as gently as I can, I suggest that you should lead. Lead by setting an example. Lead by truly educating your brethren in the meaning of Freemasonry. Lead by allowing others to make use of their God-given talents. Some of the best brains in the world are at your command. Some of the noblest spirits, some of the most inspirational teachers, all of them are at your beck and call. As a leader, it is not your function to ignore these men, and thus make them passive instruments, dull and broken and useless. Rather, you must inspire them to share their nature and their talents in the greatest arena possible. You must not wait for some command to do good at all. God delivered those commands eons ago. Do not surrender to either the fear of innovation or the suffocating comfort of custom and tradition. For masonry is not now, nor has it ever been, static, and thank goodness for that. Because, obeying an immutable law of nature, things that do not change become extinct. And so, each day in a mason's life, there should be a change resulting in growth. As a leader, you must provide the settings for that change and that growth. Since most of you in this room have been, are now, or will be a Grand Master, I would like to, for a moment, touch on that leadership position. Grand Master is a most paradoxical office. It is one of the most absolute, and yet one of the most limited. While it is certainly the richest in personal gain, it is absolutely the poorest in revenue gained. If a Grand Master tells you that he doesn't have a fleeting thought of autocracy, he probably is lying. If he doesn't sometimes walk in terror and does not pray often, he is almost certainly a fool. At times he is alone on the desolate mountain of doubt, and those he would serve seem not to know him. Like all positions of leadership, it seems at times you stand alone, and yet... A Grand Master will gather a lifetime of friends from all across this great nation, 
and, of course, he is granted great power and great authority. But he must use it with some caution, lest he be a leader with no followers. I think we all understand that the knowledge of power is one thing. The use of it is quite another matter. Whatever your plans are for Freemasonry, you have no choice. You must use the tools at hand. Your brethren and the organization that so lovingly have been given to you by those who preceded you. Understand this. If we lose contact with our brethren, both past and present, then we are lost, negligent shepherds, who, in the end, will have lost much and done nothing. Being a leader is never easy, and I believe this is particularly true within Freemasonry. We are, after all, each one dedicated to, to the full limit of our talent and ability to look to what looks like a folly, a folly that seems to offer little hope of a successful completion. And yet, we continue the preparation of a good man to become a better man, and we do that in the midst of a world filled with evil temptations. I do not have enough faculty with the English language to describe how essentially necessary it is that you men, our leaders, continue this work. For our work is never done, and, with the support of the great architect of the universe, it will always be ongoing, an act of brotherly love that never ends. Know this, that when we become defensive, where we hide Freemasonry's light in the lodge room, as though it seems to be tarnished goods because of the contact of the world, there we are failing, and we should fail. Where we hold it up as a beacon of hope, a torch of truth, and where we boldly proclaim it as relevant in every human life, every human act, then we succeed, and we should. As we look toward and plan our own future, we must review and remember the past. The study of our past is key to the patterns of events that will form Freemasonry's future. And this is an essential truth, because all history shows that the only justification for yesterday and today is the tomorrow that comes from them. Our Creator gave us a thinking, reasoning mind, so that we would not build our future by some accidental, some purposeless plan. Planted deep within our genes is the need for unity and harmony in all that we do. If we abandon this, and we sometimes do, the result is a near suicidal chaos. If Freemasonry speaks to anything, it speaks to the essential necessity of utilizing the harmony which God implanted everywhere in His creation. After all, all that we can observe in the nature demonstrates that all creation ob creations obey fundamental laws of harmony. The great goal of Freemasonry is to have a man lift his eyes up from the dirt at his feet, look ahead, and see the glorious possibilities, the wondrous harmony that waits for him in that mystical realm that we call the future. The future I want, the future I work for as a, has brotherly love as its capstone. I suppose there are two sides to the coin of brotherly love. The giving side is the one that proves the worth of the original minting. Sadly, the opposite side of giving is taking. I believe that he who constantly takes is the unhappiest, the emptiest of souls, for he has nothing to give. How sad that is, after all. The only thing that we cannot be lost to us, that is truly ours, and are the things that we give away, and we freely give them away. Love has no value, no meaning, until it is given. Freemasonry can never be truly belong to you until you have given it to another man. And here is the one, one of God's great miracles. Giving actually renews its source over and over, and at the greatest levels it does this. How grateful I am that my life has been graced by so many good men who, without thought of recompense or desire for credit, gave me the gift of Freemasonry. They gave it freely and willingly. 
It came with no strings, no demands, only the hope that I would receive it freely, willingly, and let it work a miracle in my life. They were simple men, humble men, neither rich nor clever. Many of them were uneducated. Most were closely connected with the good soil of the Willamette Valley. I'll say it again. They were simple men, and yet how great they were. Each possessed a spark of greatness, and it was that wellspring from which came all that they gave to me. And if you good men in this room would truly be leaders of our gentle craft, then you too must fan the glowing embers of greatness that lies within you. Fan it into incandescence, and then, and then you must give it away. So there's most wishful brother Wurtz's thoughts on leadership, as he sees it from the, the view of, uh, of a grand master. It's applicable, I believe, down to even at the lodge level, and also just in how you do your regular life. I think there's some important lessons to be learned there. I know I struggle with some of the other organizations I'm in where I am the president and leader and have to keep focusing on what it is that I do. It's it's tough for me. Uh, it's, the position of leadership isn't what I'm comfortable with, and yet it's something that I find myself, I'll say, foisted into almost. I always joke with my wife that... Uh, the sirens led me to the rocky shore of leadership. But, you know what? With some perseverance, I am uh, taking some of the edges off my imperfect ashlar and becoming a better person out of it. And I just hope that uh, I can apply some of uh, these thoughts on leadership as it relates to uh, to my life. I just also want to mention that, I believe it was it, uh, Friday the 22nd just passed, was uh, would have been the 151st birthday of uh, the uh, Robert... Baden-Powell, who was the uh, creator of the scouting movement, and I had the opportunity this past week of actually going and uh, attending my first Baden-Powell dinner with uh, the Cubs and Scouts in my area, and I think I talked about that back, oh, gee whiz, when was that? Uh, January of 06, somewhere around there. I think of episode 10 of the Digital Freemason talked about Lord Baden-Powell and Freemasonry and some of the connections that are there. So that might be something to just kind of go back and take a look at the archives and listen to that episode. I found it uh, amazing alignment with uh, between Freemasonry and scouting. Having never been involved in the scouting movement as a kid, it's um, coming into it as a Mason. I'm kind of going, oh, wait, there's a lot of things that are the same. So until next time, um, be sure to Get in contact with me if you have any th thoughts or ideas on future podcasts. Uh, as always, the uh, email address is podcast at thedigitalfreemason.com. And swing by and check out uh, episode 10 on Lord and Baden-Powell and scouting and Freemasonry and uh, a lot of the other episodes. It's uh, there's a, Taking a look back at the treasure troves, there's a, a whole bunch in there. So I've been your host, Scott, and I hope I've enjoyed our time together. So until next time, be sure to keep the shiny side up.